أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله ثم الصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحابه ومن استنى بسنته إلى يوم الدين All praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may his peace, blessings and benedictions be upon the soul of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his household, his companion and every other person who follows his path till the day of reckoning. Ameen. My name is Mubarak Abdul Hamid and I welcome you once again to the show, my respected brother. I welcome you. I hope you have a good time with me. Inshallah, today we are going to be talking about a very fundamental topic in Islam. I believe that we should begin this show with the obligations of a Muslim in Islam. And so we're going to be talking about the pillars of Islam. Have a good ride with me. Welcome back. The pillars of Islam are actually the spiritual obligations that a Muslim is expected to assume. When you call yourself a Muslim, you're expected to not be found wanting of doing these things, right? Now, these pillars are divided into two. There are ones that are compulsory because are based on our conditions, and there are ones that are generally compulsory. The first one that is generally compulsory is the shahada, the testifying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is God, the creator, al-khaliqu, al-raziqu, al-mudabbir, the creator, the provider, and the sustainer of our affairs, right? And that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his prophet sent by him and messenger and his slave, his servant. That is a basic obligation for every Muslim, irrespective of our conditions. Now we go to the ones that have some conditions, some conditions. The first one is Salah. A Salah is conditional based on our, our, I mean, it's conditional because some Muslims are exempted from praying, from saying Salah. And why are they exempted from saying Salah? Those people who are exempted from praying, from saying Salah, those Muslims who are ex exempted from saying Salah are actually the females. And that is when they are having their um, high, their menstrual flow, their monthly uh, menstrual flow. They are exempted from saying Salah and they don't have to repay the Salah back. And that is the only condition that can take you, that can tell you not to pray. So if you're a female and you're having your menstrual uh, cycle uh, or say menstrual period, so you, can be, you are exempted from saying Salah. Apart from that, it is compulsory. Even when you're sick, it is compulsory on you to pray Salah. If you cannot pray standing, you pray lying down you pray sitting you pray lying down then you pray with your mind you pray touching uh some um, i mean objects just find a way to pray so it is compulsory on us the second one is soul that is fasting in the month of ramadan there are some people that are exempted totally from fasting 
and even when they are exempted from fasting they have to feed or i mean to feed the needy or to feed a fasting person during uh, some these people include those who are sick those who are aged and or those who have terminal illnesses that would not allow them to fast those who are traveling okay, so those who are traveling would repay their fasts back for the period with which they have missed the fast and those who are sick would either repay it back or feed or people who are pregnant people who are aged they either repay it back or feed a fasting person or feed uh, the needy now we go to those ones that have greater conditions affecting how they are important i mean how they are compulsory the first one that has the i mean a greater condition or that is more conditional or say highly conditional is zakat zakat is highly conditional because there is a limit there is there, there is a line on how much you can earn before you are eligible to pay zakat so zakat is not compulsory on people who don't make as much as that amount and then hajj hajj is very conditional because allah says that for those who have the capacity now the capacity can come in various in various meanings it could come in come in, in terms of the cost of going of of traveling to to mecca to to kaaba to perform hajj it could come in terms of the strength to perform the rites of hajj it could come in terms of the, the uh, i mean the freedom or the ease of going there not only the strength now it could also come in terms of uh, the 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 freedom of is like i said okay an example is we are currently in a pandemic period in the whole world right and so people it is not compulsory for us to perform hajj now and so if we don't perform hajj it doesn't make us non muslims but to the point where everything every condition is perfect for us to perform hajj we have the money to go there we have the strength to perform the rites we're not sick the i mean everywhere is good there are no there are no pandemics and everywhere like every condition is perfect for us to perform hajj then if we do not perform hajj then the person is a sinner being the person's islam is then not complete so this are uh, the pillars these are the pillars of islam right and these are the conditions that affect how compulsory they are or how fundamental they are the first pillar of islam ash-shahada means testifying that there is no god worthy of worship except allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his servant prophet and messenger but it goes beyond saying it with our mouth it goes into getting it into our hearts believing it into our hearts now it's it's an action of both the mind the body and i mean and the limbs it's an action of both the mind and the limbs allah tells us more about this in surah al-hujurat verse 14 that is quran 
verse 14 when Allah says qalatil a'rabu amanna kullam tu'minu walakin qulu aslamna walamma yadkhul al-iman fi qulubikum wa in tuti'u Allah wa rasulahu la yalitkum min a'malikum shay'a inna Allah ghafurur rahim and Allah says that the Bedouins say, we believe, O Prophet. Say to them, you do not believe. You should rather say, we have submitted. For belief has not entered your heart. Now here we understand that it is important for the belief to enter into our hearts and not just on our mouths or on our tongues. rather. So it is important for the belief that there is no God worthy to be worshipped except Allah and that Prophet Muhammad is his messenger to get into our heart. And when he gets into our heart, it, 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 it affects everything we do. It affects everything we do. That is it. And without this first pillar, that is a shahada, it means that every other thing that we do with the hopes of getting I mean, rewards spiritually is in vain because without a shahada it's i mean a shahada is one it's is one fundamental uh requirement for everything we do for the acceptance of every spiritual deed we do in the hopes of getting reward from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now shahada goes into uh, shahada goes into smaller or subcategories sub i mean smaller things that build it up shahada is built up by as-salah prayer is the second pillar of islam and it, it is a religious service especially a regular one see it as a kind of ritual that brings us back to a consciousness that we're humans. Okay, we, we, we may get lost in our activities throughout the day, but because there's something that brings us back to consciousness at intervals, it's just like that. We, we, then we, we can feel human again, and then we don't get lost. So, um, we pray five times in a day, before the uh, rising of the sun and before the setting of the sun and even after that. So there are different, uh, Allah says in the Quran in so many places, but I'm going to just talk about Surah Al-Nisa, the fourth chapter of the Quran in verse 103. Allah says that Salah is made obligatory for the believers to be offered at a fixed time. So it is compulsory on you as a Muslim to pray. Now you say, okay, I am so busy at my workplace and I cannot pray. Can I pray everything at once? No, you cannot. They have, they each have fixed time. They each have fixed time. And you, you have to try as much as possible to adhere to those timings. And wh why do we have to pray? Prayers help us to, to rem I mean, to remember us, to remind ourselves about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're like a periodic reminder of us, I mean, to remind ourselves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's one. Two, they help us to cleanse of our sins, and it's, 
the Prophet وسلم, says that that the first thing that everybody, every human being would be asked on the day of Qiyamah, on the day of resurrection, is the prayers. And so your condition on that day of Qiyamah, on that day of resurrection, is actually is, is based on how well your salah is. So yes, we know that you're Muslim. You, you have that shahada already and it makes you a Muslim, right? But then how well are your salah? How well have you uh, adhered, have you kept up with your salah? So that is a salah. Now let's go to the third pillar, which is zakah. Zakat, as uh, some people tend to call it alms, but it goes beyond alms giving. Zakat is more like a cleansing for our wealth. Now, this becomes mandatory conditionally, like I said earlier. So, there is a limit to how much you can make, how much you make before you must give out zakat. So, for those who don't make up to that, it is not compulsory on them to give out zakat. We're going to be doing a discussion on this later. But let's just talk about how, I mean, zakat is. Okay, so if you're not making up to the limit, that is the nisab, for you to pay zakat, then you, you can just pay sadaqah, you can just give out alms instead, and that is what I call alms. So zakat is actually in, intended to empower people, to, to, to bring people out of poverty, to, to help the society grow better. We're going to be doing a discussion, like I said earlier, on Az-Zakat. Now, the fourth pillar of Islam, Saul, that is fasting in the month of Ramadan. Fasting in the month of Ramadan is a very compulsory, a very fundamental, obligatory part of Islam. It can be excused conditionally. And because it is a very compulsory and fundamental pillar of Islam, it is not completely excused. So for those people who cannot fast, they still have to feed a fasting person or the needy. So now, Allah says in the Quran that he has made fasting compulsory on us as he has made it compulsory on the generations that have come from us, I mean, that, has, that have come before us. And this is to make sure, to, to look at, I mean, to make sure that hopefully by fasting we would fear Allah more, we would be more conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we would be more, we would remind ourselves more of Allah, of his injunctions, his wants and his do's and his don'ts. That is why Allah has set fasting. And also, it is interesting that fasting is also a kind of medical exercise that helps us to keep fit. But we're not going to there today. We're just doing a, an overview on the pillars of Islam. So fasting is a compulsory aspect of al-Islam. And that brings us to the last, the last pillar of Islam, that's hajj. 
Hajj is also a conditional pillar of Islam. It is compulsory though, but it is conditional based on the conditions that are, I mean, conditions like the cost of doing Hajj. We as Muslims must always have it at the back of our mind that we want to go to Hajj. And if we take our, our, our faith seriously enough, it is actually easy for us to go for Hajj and perform the Hajj rites. Because many of us do a lot of things that even cost us more than what Hajj costs us. But let's, 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 let's just continue. Hajj is conditional. We talked about the cost already. It's also conditional. I mean, another condition is the health, the fitness of the person that is going for Hajj. Because Hajj is a very rigorous exercise. It is important for the person that is going for Hajj to be fit. Yes, we know that there are people who um, still go there even when they are old and all that's because of the love and the dedication for it. Yes, it is, it is even advised to go for Hajj at any time. But for people who don't have the strength to, to do the Hajj rites, to perform the Hajj rites, then it is not compulsory on them. Now, for people who have the strength, who have the money, but the conditions are not favorable. For an example, a very perfect example is the present time we are in, the, the time of COVID. Now, there are travel restrictions, there are, there are COVID, COVID protocols in every country with every gathering, and I mean every setting, every setting. So, in this case, we do not want to spread the pandemic the more. We want to contain it as much as possible. So we try to uh, stay in our places, and so it is not in this time. It is not compulsory for us to perform Hajj, and it is very practical because we can all see that Hajj was not public, was not open to people outside the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia in 2020 and the same thing for, uh, for, 2000, for 2021. So, Hajj becomes compulsory only when the conditions are perfect for us to do that. But in the, time, or in the meantime, when these things do not become compulsory or because we have not attained those conditions that make them compulsory on us, we can always, always try to make sure that we hold up our end of the ones that are not conditional. Yes. Now, the first thing is we hold up our end on our shahada. We, we look at, okay, how, how, do I make my, how do I make my faith better, my iman? How do I make it better? Then how do I work on my salah? How do I make sure that I don't miss how do I make sure that I pray them at the right time? How do I make sure that I pray them perfectly? How do I make sure that I learn how to do, how to pray better? How do I make sure that I do the non-obligatory salah uh, prayers, that's the nawafil? How do I make sure that I wake up in the middle of the night to pray nawafil? So we can hold up our ends of this part that we have the capacity to do. Now, we can hold up our end of making our, our fasting better. 
preparing for fasting, making our fasting better, making people around us enjoy fasting, feeding a fasting person. These are things that help us to, to, to build our, our iman, to build our reward repository, I like to call it, so that even when we don't have the capacity to, to, to pay the cat now, possibly or probably, even when we don't have the capacity to pay the cat now, even when we don't have the capacity to go for Hajj now, we have a pandemic, we can always do all these other things. Let, without forgetting, the Prophet wasallam tells us about pandemics. He, he wants us to not go into a place where we know there is a pandemic and to not go out, or an epidemic in this case, to not go into a place where there is an epidemic or to not go out of that place. And so, because we have a pandemic, it is religiously advisable for us to stay where we are and try to contain the pandemic. So we cannot go for Hajj now, but we can increase our prayers, our non-obligatory prayers. We can perfect our obligatory prayers. We can make sure that work does not take our time and we forget our prayers. We can make sure we read more, we learn more about our faith and try to make our feet firmer on the path of al-islam may allah make our feet firmer on the path of al-islam let us not forget that today is friday and i would remind us of the etiquette of friday just after this break alhamdulillah we have looked at the uh, pillars of islam and we have seen that even when we cannot do some of them, because we, I mean, the conditions may not be perfect for us right now, it is important for us to try to make the ones we can do, try to perfect them and make them better and, and get the best out of them. So that's, that's a very important take home from this. And we're going to be expanding each of these pillars of Islam as we move on in the program inshallah so uh, like i said i'm going to remind us of the etiquette of yomul juma that's going to be a weekly thing so that we don't forget now on juma the prophet has advised us to pray our salat of subhi of course every day pray our salat al-fajr in congregation then we take our spiritual baths we take our spiritual bath. That's al-ghusl. It is important for us to learn how to do that. Maybe we're going to take that on this show. We're going to take that on this show very soon, inshallah. So we take our spiritual bath. That is ghusl. Then we, we wear the best of our garments, be in the best of your clothes on a Friday. For males, you should wear your perfumes and go to the mosque as early as possible. For females, you can wear as much as... Uh, possible of your jewelries, your gold, your silver, I mean your silver. Men are actually not allowed to wear gold. No, females are allowed to wear gold. Females are not allowed to wear perfumes outside their homes, outside their homes, but males are allowed to wear perfumes outside their homes. So it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a balance, right? It's kind of a balance. So females, you can wear as much as possible of your jewelries, but of course, cover them, cover them. So, 
And if you want to go to the masjid as well, you should go to the masjid and try as much as possible. Let us try as much as possible to get to the masjid as early as possible. Sit as close as possible to the imam. Listen attentively to the khutbah, that is the sermon before the prayer. And to concentrate, concentrate. You don't, you don't sit as bih while the khutbah is going on. You don't, you don't talk while the khutbah is going on. It is very important for us to concentrate I mean, while the imam is giving the khutbah. And then we, after salah, we, we say a lot of salawat upon the prophets, upon the soul of the Prophet wasallam, And we remember to pray for ourselves. Very, very important. We remember to pray for ourselves. You have something you've been hoping to get. You've been praying to get. This is a time for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the Prophet, told us that there is an hour on Friday that every prayer said within that hour is never returned, is accepted. So it is always important for us to try to maximize these opportunities. We have to try to harness this opportunity for the best, I mean, for the best for us, right? So also, we should strive as much as possible to recite Surah Al-Kahf, that is Quran 18. We're going to talk about Surah Al-Kahf and the lessons from it, in, I mean, in some of the subsequent shows, inshallah. So we should try as much as possible to recite Surah Al-Kahf, Send a lot of salawats upon the soul of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So may Allah accept our Jum'ah from us. May Allah make us better Muslims. May Allah make our feet firm in Al-Islam. Till next time that I come your way, my name is Mubarak Abdul Hamid, your brother on my respected brother. You can always send me a mail on the mail that is showing in the description. Abdulhamidmi at outlook.com. So you can send me a mail there and you can always send your feedback through the comments on the show. Jazakum wa khairan. See you next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.